Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I would like to share a joke with you. Knock, knock. Who's there? The interrupting cow. The interrupting... Moo! (laughs) Good one, Emily. Thanks for that joke. If you'd like to do an intro joke, just check out the website store. And if you'd like a bunch of extra content, then check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash kidsstoriespodcast. Got ten minutes? Countdown to Blast Off with host Bethany Van Delft every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Get ready for a bite-sized podcast for kids and their adults that explains what's going on in the world. It'll bring you the context that all kids and their adults need to know about events, sports, science, gaming, pop culture, entertainment, and more. Awesome guests like Lego Masters Judge Amy Corbett, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the voice of Pokemon's Ash Ketchum are guaranteed to swing by. Make the 10 news part of your family routine to connect, explore, and learn something new. Listen to the 10 news on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, on to the shoutouts. Hey listeners, this is Master Momo, and I'm dropping in real quick to give a big birthday shout-out to Noble in Seattle. Noble just turned 32 the other day, and he's a big fan of the podcast. I saw a drawing he did of the evil wizard Dredge, and I can say that it looks just like him. And... What? Huh? What's that? Oh, okay. Turns out he's not 32. He just turned 6. Which is good, because I remember on my 32nd birthday, all I did was eat a bunch of goofballs and take a nap. Hope you had a great birthday, Noble. Thanks for listening. Jade and Onyx Garcia from Wildemar, California, roam the earth as giants in a never-ending search for the very best donuts. Good luck on your journey, Jade and Onyx, and please don't accidentally step on me. Penelope from Redden, Massachusetts, can turn into a cat whenever she wants. I'm not sure why a person would want to be turned into a cat, but it's probably nice to have the option. Thanks for all the spectacular artwork, Penelope. Also, Madeline, who is a great big sister to her little brother, Arlo. Madeline was born with a superpower where she can shoot french fries from her fingertips. And her brother was born with a superpower where he can shoot ketchup from his fingertips. So, between the two of them, they have the most delicious superpowers ever. Thanks for listening, Madeline.
and A.J. Zarate, who spent the early years of his life flying through the vast emptiness of outer space in search of some place to live. I'm glad you chose Earth, A.J. Thanks for listening. And Grant from St. Louis wrestles alligators for exercise, and he sent in a truly impressive drawing. Great drawing, Grant, and be careful out there with them gators. Finally, Calvin Liono, who is super awesome in battle and can control all cats, and his younger brother Warren Hulk Smash, who sometimes turns green and smashes things but then later apologizes. With those powers, I can only imagine that playdates at your house are super fun and dangerous. Thanks for listening, you two. Now on to today's episode, titled Stella's Journey Part 10. They were up bright and early, and on the road, headed back to their ship. Victor was accompanied by three robots who silently marched behind him. The robots carried all their gear and they made great time. Eventually, they reached the same small village where the crew had gotten so stuffed on goofballs the day before. All right, then, began Victor. We are going to meet the ninjas here in a little bit. Is anyone hungry? There's a little shop here called Hoopa's Goofballs, and they sell the most delicious. Sorry to interrupt, Victor, said Stella. But we got so stuffed on goofballs yesterday, I don't think we could eat another one for as long as we live. Well, Stella was wrong about that. They each ended up eating another goofball, but only one this time. And the weather was so nice that they all sat outside to wait for the ninjas Victor had called to meet them. Shortly, two ninjas arrived on scooters. They buzzed into town and stopped near where the group was waiting. Victor greeted them. Thank you so much for meeting us here, ninjas. I appreciate your help. Police and Tatiana, this is Stella and her crew. They are the ones trying to return the Red Pirate's stolen booty. We're happy to help, said Bulis. And to Stella, she said, It's pretty great of you guys to bring that stuff back. You'll have to fill me in sometime on how you got that ship from the Red Pirates in the first place. But for now, I think you should take us to the docks and we'll make sure the stuff gets back to power up safely. Everyone agreed, and Stella led the group back to the small Oceanside village where their ship was docked. Tatiana slowed the group down once they reached the town. She was looking all around with her eyes narrowed like she was suspicious of something. Slow down, everyone, said Tatiana. Something's not right. The group then all started looking around, trying to notice something out of place, trying to figure out what the ninjas were so concerned about. The villagers of this town were nowhere to be seen. The streets were eerily empty. And as they neared the docks, they could see many more ships floating out at sea. Pirate ships. All flying the red flag. Just then, a man exited one of the shops on Main Street and walked into the middle of the road. Stella recognized this man as the captain of the pirate ship they stole. Uh-oh, said Stella. Uh-oh? asked Tatiana. Uh-oh what? What uh-oh? That's the captain of the pirate ship we stole, said Stella, pointing to the man. He must have heard her because he yelled back. Yes, captain of the pirate ship, you stole and wear hair to steal it back. You have underestimated the red pirates, my dear, and you'll pay for it. And no number of ninjas or robots can save you from your fate now. The pirate captain raised his hand and gave a signal. Before anyone else could respond, more pirates stepped out from their hiding places. They stepped out from behind barrels and from around corners. They stepped out of stores and buildings and walked out into the street. Some were even on top of the buildings lining Main Street, and they stood up as well. 
Behind them, more pirates slunk out from the shadows and surrounded them. The many pirate ships out to sea were apparently watching through their telescopes and they began sailing in toward the docks. Victor pulled a small metal device from his pocket and spoke into it. He then walked into the street to face the former pirate captain. I have just contacted the rest of the ninjas and they'll be here any minute, said Victor, holding up his little communication device. Between those ninjas and these robots, you and your pirate friends don't stand a chance. Your best course of action is to leave here and never return. Victor motioned to his robots and they walked into the street behind him. Whirring and clicking sounds came from their metal bodies and their robot eyes glowed red. All at once, the three robots said, Battle mode engaged. If it's a fight you want, then we'll oblige, said Tatiana. But it won't end well, I can assure you. Bulis pulled out both of her swords and Tatiana prepared her bow. All the pirates revealed their weapons and Stella's crew readied themselves. The pirates began closing in on them now and the heroes were outnumbered about three to one. And that's not counting the many pirate ships out to sea that were making their way into the docks. Quietly, Emmett reached into his pocket and pulled out a few pieces of a magical carrot. Back at Burrow, the dockmaster had given Emmett one of the magical carrots for Owly, telling him to only use it in an emergency. Emmett figured this was just such an emergency. He lifted a few pieces of the glittery, sparkly red carrot to Owly's beak. Owly preferred meat, but he made an exception here and gobbled up the carrot pieces. The red pirate captain yelled an awful yell. Red pirates attack! And the heroes were beset upon all sides by the vicious band of pirates. At that moment, Owly, who had somehow grown to three times his usual size and was nearly as big as a person, spread his wings and took off into the air. He arced high and then swooped down, aiming right for the pirate captain. Get him, Owly! yelled Emmett. Owly's sharp talons slashed at the pirate captain. The captain swung his sword in defense, trying to swat this massive feathered beast. Get this thing off of me! he yelled out to his fellow pirates. Tatiana shot arrows up at the pirates on top of the buildings, and Bulis used both of her swords to keep other pirates away. Stella and her crew were battling with weapons they got from the pirate ship. Clover, Jude, and Elliot all had matching swords, and Eleanor and Gordon had cool bow staffs, and Emmett was fighting off pirates with two huge ladles from the kitchen. You might think ladles are not a good choice for combat, but Emmett was holding his own. Victor's robots were spinning and kicking and flipping all over at great speed. They were incredible to watch, and if it weren't for them, the pirates would surely have overwhelmed the heroes already. While fighting off pirates, Clover mentioned to Stella, Hey, there's about 15 ships out to sea there headed for this fight, and if there are 20 pirates in each ship, then we can expect 300 more pirates in this battle in about 10 minutes. We can't win this fight, Captain. Stella glanced out to sea and noticed the pirate ships continuing to sail in toward the docks. There was no way they could fight off all those bad guys. The Red Pirate Captain was right. They had underestimated the Red Pirates, and now they were in trouble. Stella realized she needed to use her magic to get out of this. Stella held out her hands and focused her magical energy, and a group of pirates blipped right out of sight. Her crew looked around, surprised to find their enemies suddenly disappear. 
they looked up and saw the pirates high up in a tree. A couple of them were starting to climb down, but most were too afraid to move, holding on tightly to their branches. The heroes continued the fight. Soon, Stella heard the distinct buzzing sound of more ninja scooters. She was engaged in battle with the pirates and couldn't turn around, but she was comforted knowing some other ninjas had arrived. Momo, Ben-Ben, Tim, and Ray hopped off their scooters and rushed into battle. Stella used her magic to blip a few more pirates up into the trees, and Ben-Ben saw them disappear and then reappear among some branches high above. He only knew of one other person with the ability to teleport other people. He looked around the battlefield now. He didn't even really know much about the situation. He just knew they got a call from Victor about some super emergency at Little Village and they left right away. Then he spotted her and he couldn't believe it. Ben-Ben called out, Stella? From across the road, Stella heard Ben-Ben's voice. She hadn't heard that voice in so long and she didn't believe it was him at first. She turned, and there he was, Ben-Ben, except a ninja. And she turned around, and Ben-Ben saw her, and there she was, Stella, except a ship's captain. Ben-Ben, yelled Stella. Stella, yelled Ben-Ben. And they raced to the middle of the battlefield and hugged so tight they squeezed tears right out of each other's eyes. I missed you so much, Stella. I didn't know if I'd ever see you again, said Ben-Ben. I missed you too, Ben-Ben. I, I can't believe it's really you. This is all so crazy, said Stella. Yeah, what, what are you doing here anyway, asked Ben-Ben. It's a long story, said Stella. Let's defeat these pirates and I'll tell you all about it later. Bulis, Tatiana, and Owly had been fighting the ship's captain this whole time. He was pretty tough, but no match for all these ninja. Finally, Owly grabbed the pirate captain by the back of his shirt and lifted him off the ground. He flailed around, trying to get at Owly with his sword. Higher and higher, Owly lifted him in the air until the captain was so scared he dropped his sword and begged to be lowered back to the ground. Oh, stop! No higher! No higher! Put me down! What kind of awful fighting is this? Put me down, please! By now, the ninjas and robots and ship's crew had fought back the pirates, and the battle had quieted. Owly lowered the captain to the ground, and he sat slumped over, trying to compose himself. The other pirates nearby stopped fighting, afraid they would be the next ones teleported up into a tree. All right, then, said Tatiana. You're done here. Get your men and get out. Don't ever come back to the valley. The pirate captain began laughing maniacally. <laughs> it's not me you need to worry about now, he said. It's them. And he pointed down to the docks where the entire fleet of pirate ships was now unloading. The heroes watched as hundreds of pirates began climbing off their ships and flooding up the main street to battle them. The pirate captain then turned to Stella. You'll regret the day you... Nope interrupted Stella, and she used her magic to blip the pirate captain high up into a tree where he instantly hugged the trunk in fear. That's great, Captain Stella, but what do we do about those guys? Emmett asked, pointing down the road at the overwhelming mob of red pirates coming their way. There were about 300 pirates and only 17 heroes. 18, if you counted Owly. I think I've got a plan, said Stella and they all crowded around to listen 
as Stella quickly let them in on the idea that would save them all. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. And here's a few quick awesome shout-outs at the end. Kenley and Julian from New Durham, New Hampshire contributed some awesome drawings for everyone to see. Thanks so much. You two are awesome. Elliot from Portland, Oregon sent along a great drawing of the bullfarting contest. Great job. You're awesome, Elliot. Annie and Basil from Winfield, Illinois really enjoy the podcast, and I'm so glad to hear it. You two are awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. The email is kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios!